Greetings, wonderful people. It's me, Shivan, and you're listening to yet another tech podcast. Well, welcome back. Long time no see. It's been like one week. <laughs> so today I'm being joined by a technology journalist who's also a big aviation geek. Well, you guessed it. It's Shivam Vaya from Gadget Match. So today we'll be discussing a plethora of topics under the wing of aviation. Huh, smooth pun right there. So there's everything for someone or the other. If you're an aviation geek, you'll come to know some bits which you may or may not know. And if you're someone who doesn't know anything about aviation, well, you're welcome as well. You will learn something or the other. We'll be discussing about like frequent flyer programs, what kind of different aircrafts are out there. And if you're curious, when exactly should you book tickets for your vacation? Although given the situation of this current global pandemic, you shouldn't really be planning a vacation. But still, hey, no harm in getting some more knowledge, is there? But before we go any further, I'd like to thank each and every one of you for your immense support. I know 2020 has been quite an unprecedented year and do not forget, we are in this together. Ah, uh, before we begin, a quick disclaimer. This was recorded in a public place before the lockdown and the whole global pandemic thing happened. So yeah, um, if we sound funky, that's because we're trying really hard to record in a quiet environment, but it wasn't. I did my absolute best. To sprinkle some unicorn magic and reduce the noise. Too bad Arctic's voice didn't exist back then. But it's fine, I did the needful and it doesn't sound distracting now. So okay, I won't hold you back anymore. Let's continue with the episode. Hey everyone, so this is Shivam Vahia. Uh, I'm actually a technology journalist but also a huge aviation fan or an av geek like we like to call it. And uh, flying is like my passion, it has always been a passion for the last decade, I think. And uh, just last year, I thought of uh, writing more about aviation and joined up with the folks at uh, CNBC TV 18. That's amazing. So, here's another uh, traditional question I ask everyone What's your daily driver currently? Ah, so since yesterday, it is the Poco X2. But before that, it used to be the Redmi Note 8 Pro and the Mi A3 because like I told you earlier, I'm really lazy about moving phones. <laughs> so I try to avoid gadget reviews. Like I shouldn't be saying this, but I try to avoid gadget reviews. And if I'm just having a phone that's working fine and can get all my tasks done, I don't really care which brand, which processor or whatever it has. I don't really care about it. So as, as someone who knows nothing about aviation, I just know that a plane just flies in the air. <laughs> How would you explain the whole realm of aviation? Like, what, what really excites you about it? So with aviation, it's more like uh, obviously the feeling of flying as high as possible. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I have this saying that flying is the highest you can ever get a high. Wow. No drugs, no alcohol will ever get you that high. And that's uh, that could be because I'm a huge fan of the color blue. Like, I really love that color. And whenever I'm flying and I look out of the window, everything is so blue. So that's uh, something from the psychological point of view. But from the technical point of view, I'd say aviation is a miracle. Like, 100 years back, humans couldn't fly. Uh, a human had never flown before planes were born and if you look at it today aviation is the most not the most aviation is the safest mode of transportation if you consider it against trains 
cars, bikes, anything else on this planet, aviation is the safest. And it's because there's so much engineering going behind that. Like, in very raw terms, a plane is basically a metal tube having two metal wings <laughs> and a tail. And if you imagine that metal tube is being pushed or pulled forward by two massive engines, it's, it's, I can't put this down. It's I mean, pretty fascinating. Yeah, it's me. very fascinating for me because come on, that thing is <laughs> generating around what, at least a hundred kilonewtons of thrust. Mm-hmm. And if you stand in front of that, you're going to be crushed into pieces. <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> Quite literally, yeah. Since like you're an aviation geek, have you ever thought about flying a plane? Like ever think like, oh, when you were small, like I, I want to be a pilot. Uh, so I'll tell you. So when I started out, uh, I was uh, like, I think in ninth, and te- ninth or 10th standard, around 15, 16 years old. And I was thinking that which professional career should I pursue? And at that time, I wanted to be a pilot. Like that was my first choice. I searched up so many academies in New Zealand, America, Europe, and ultimately around the same time Kingfisher happened. Like it just crash landed because of its financial problems. And the whole aviation market has never been too encouraging in India. So everyone was like, you know, find something else. This is a risky career because obviously you're putting in like one crew, one and a half crew just to train yourself and fly an aircraft. And after that, if you can't find a job, you are in deep trouble. (laughs) So, you know, back then I just put my whole plan of flying on a back burner and uh, my second passion would be technology. Mm -hmm. And I was really good with coding. So I thought of pursuing computer science engineering. Mm -hmm. But today, so just a week back, I was in the Philippines right now Mm -hmm. on a two week long vacation. And my flight from uh, Cebu city to Shargao Island Mm -hmm. was operated by an ATR-72. That's like a turboprop aircraft okay. and it was my first time on that particular aircraft so it was very exciting <laughs> and secondly the view out of the window, the whole flight was too blue. Mm. I can't describe <laughs> that feeling like I, I had tears in my eyes because of the happiness. Like the cabin crew came and she asked me are you alright? I'm like yeah don't worry about me, I've, I've never been this alright ever in my life. and. Then I had this idea that I want to get myself tattooed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So on my left arm, I have VT, Victor Tango written. Mm-hmm. And uh, that means every aircraft registered in India, mm-hmm. it starts with VT. Okay. Just like we have uh, DL for Delhi cars, mm-hmm. MH for Maharashtra cars. Okay. It's VT for Indian aircrafts. Okay. And it's followed by VT dash, AAA, ABC, XYZ, okay. whatever, three digits of a alphabet Mm, so that's how it goes and my goal right now is that i want to get myself a pilot license Mm. at least a private pilot license by the time i turn 25 Mm. and uh, someday whether i I don't care whether it takes 10 years 20 years or 50 years but someday i'll buy myself a plane wow amazing someday that's great i've seen you like post about different kind of planes you know like so and so model and so right. and so. So I have no idea, but say Indigo and other airlines, do they use the same plane? Okay, so I'll tell you. <clears throat> you remember Jet Airways, right? Mm. Jet Airways was the largest operator of the Boeing 737 in mm. India. A 737 is now categorized as a next generation family. Okay. That's how they market it. Mm. So you know 737-700, mm. 800, 900. 
and 900ER. Mm. These are the four plane models that are included in the next generation family. Mm. And these are quite old, I would say almost 20, 25 years old now. How are they next generation then? Uh, <laughs> actually, aviation, it doesn't really matter because okay. even if you take up 50 year old technology, it will still be next generation for aviation. Okay. Uh, the US Air Force has cargo aircrafts which are literally more than 50 years old right now, wow. but they are still fit to fly and they can still complete their objectives. So in a similar sense, Jet Airways had the B737, next generation family. And when they crashed, SpiceJet was the only other carrier in India which was operating the B737 at a larger scale. So they quickly swooped in, took up all the aircrafts that Jet Aircraft. One thing, aircrafts is a wrong word. Oh, it doesn't it? exist. For wow. singular or plural, it's aircraft. Okay, so there is no plural. There is no plural. Okay. So again, back to the point. So SpiceJet grabbed all the B737s that they had. And today, SpiceJet is the biggest uh, Boeing operator in India. Other than that, Air India Express, it's a subsidiary, low-cost subsidiary of Air India. Even they operate the B737, but I'm not sure about the numbers, but it's a very small quantity. Okay. So not a quantity that, you know, would matter as such if you look at the whole industry. Now coming to Go Air Indigo and Vistara and AirAsia, all of these four operate the Airbus A320 okay. and A320 has two families it's called the CEO family it's current engine option and the Neo family the new engine option okay so the CEOs are a competitor of B737 next generation okay. they go hand in hand and the Neo actually is the latest aircraft with the latest engines and it goes up against the Boeing Max series Okay. The Max series that just got grounded because of two crashes, mm. that's the series. So, uh, in India, Indigo majorly has the A320 CEO, but now they are in the phase of uh, removing out older aircraft and bringing in new NEOs so that they have more efficiency. Just to give you a fact, uh, compared to a CEO, a NEO is at least 10 to 15 times more energy efficient. Okay. So, you know how crazy oil prices are in India mm. and they, they are a majority cost for the airline as far as expenses go. So, a 15% more mm. efficient engine means 15% more profits. Correct, correct. That's true. So, here's something fascinating. I mean, I'm curious about this. Is it possible to have an all-electric aircraft? No. No? It's definitely not possible because there have been a few prototypes right now mm. which are being uh, which have like huge solar panels on their wings mm. and uh, there are, I think there were a few records also made where that particular aircraft flew around the globe mm. but it's a very small aircraft I wouldn't even call it an aircraft to be honest it's <laughs> more like a glider uh -huh. because it just carries one to two passengers okay. out of them one of them is the pilot so it's not <laughs> technically a passenger uh -huh. but the point is that to ha to run a aircraft turbine mm -hmm. or the jet engine you require a lot of thrust okay a lot of thrust and that thrust can be generated by a battery but that battery will More not sustain time. i don't think it can sustain more than five to ten minutes oh i see that's why aviation will be on aviation turbine fuel or fossil fuels <laughs> for the next 50 years oh. my lowest estimate would be 50 years at least oh 
practically speaking even more and it's an interesting question because you know when you consider the environment mm. the cars are always guzzling gases correct but a very lesser known fact is that aviation is also one of the most energy efficient industries mm. because the jet engine even though it drinks more fuel mm. it will get you to your place four to five times faster than correct. a car's top speed correct which means you're getting there faster and bigger planes carry more passengers so if you look at it from a per seat that's a really interesting insight yeah <laughs> from a per seat point of view uh-huh. it's super efficient mm. and uh, you know it's the major gas that is usually expelled out is carbon dioxide mm. it's not really a poisonous gas for humans because if you have enough plants you can absorb it all the actual problem comes when you have nitrous oxide sulfur dioxide or cfcs modern planes don't emit these on in large quantities okay so as far as so you know i see a lot of these arguments online that you know frequent flyer programs should be shut down because they encourage us to fly more and when we are flying more we are polluting more well yes i won't say aviation doesn't pollute it mm. does it definitely does but if you really want to cut down on pollution mm. cutting down on aviation is not going to help it mm. you need to first get your cars in order Correct. your industries in order well for india i would say get your stubbles in order <laughs> true there are more better priorities to focus on Correct. and it's easier to blame aviation for this because you know it's a highly regulated industry mm. and when you say aviation you include everything Correct. but when i say blame someone else blame the industries industries could be anything small scale large scale maybe even a farmer mm. that's why it's easy to pinpoint a target on aviation but i genuinely feel that's a wrong thing to do right now although i do see some people saying like private planes should be shut down they should be forced to fly on a public plane i mean just uh, to spend fuel on a personal so see, flight uh, that's a very uh, interesting argument because i have like two sides to it mm-hmm. one is like it's easy for us to look at a charter plane and imagine that you know wow he's flying in a charter plane how convenient mm-hmm. but you don't understand that, that the people who are flying in charter planes also hold that much power and responsibilities mm-hmm. like i don't expect mukesh ambani mm-hmm. the chairman of i don't know what he is <laughs> he, <laughs> i think he's chairman ceo whatever he is of reliance <laughs> industries <laughs> shit i'm ashamed for this <laughs> okay but whatever he is he's filthy rich mm. and i don't expect him to stand in a queue at mumbai airport terminal 1 to catch a flight on indigo mm-hmm. to go to delhi because he will be spending 3 2 to 3 hours in the terminal itself plus at least two and a half hours to go to delhi mm. well he could just take a charter flight and reach delhi and that would save him at least 2 to 3 hours on the whole journey he'll be saving up around 2 to 3 hours so for, for those people it's like time is money time so. is money for them and mm. i'm i'm fine with it <laughs> like come on they want it so it's like a sometimes you think like it, maybe you have to maintain a moral balance but then like i said time is money for them so time they have to squeeze as yes, much as they can yes and if you look at our current uh, country structure mm. it is the private industries who are leading everything mm. like i don't expect the government to take a lead on anything, <laughs> anything. Over here as far as economics or industrial growth is concerned <laughs> and if actual industrialists private citizens are ready to take up the challenge and give out like 10000 jobs to people or lakhs of jobs to people i don't know man i think they've earned it Mm-hmm. they should be using it and mm-hmm. 
just saying nothing against anyone but even as a ordinary citizen you and me i'm pretty sure we pollute more unknowingly uh-huh. okay since we're talking about airlines and stuff um among all the all all of the airlines present in india without any bias mm-hmm. who do you think are the league are like in the top 3 right now in terms so, of like everything not so specific services so i'll tell you the two different structures before i start off in mm-hmm. india there are two different uh airline business models operating okay. one would be of fsc it's called a full service carrier okay. a full service carrier would be vistara uh air india and previously jet airways these carriers basically have their uh, product as in flight comfort okay. it's like we'll give you free meals free drinks coffee tea mm. if it's an international flight alcohol mm. you get better terminals at airports like mumbai and delhi because it's terminal 2 and terminal 3 so it's more about comfort and they do come with a slightly premium price tag and they also have frequent flyer programs loyalty programs so earlier i used to be loyal to jet airways after they shut down i shifted my loyalty to vistara mm. so that's more kind of you know paying me back for each and every flight i take <laughs> On the other hand, you have the second business model, which is LCC. It's called the low-cost carrier model. In that case, it's uh, airlines like GoAir, AirAsia, Indigo. These guys offer you only the seat for the price you pay. It doesn't include free seat selection. You'll have to pay for a window or an aisle seat. Aisle seat. Uh, it doesn't have free meals on board. You'll have to purchase that separately. for each and everything every small ancillary revenue where they can find it they will get it it includes something as small as priority baggage hmm. if you want your bags to come first on the belt pay up 200 300 so their business model is based upon uh, is actually based for new generation travelers from india not the upper 1% families of india it's for everyone and that's why you see airasia having that uh, tagline now everyone can fly mm-hmm. or lcc enables you to fly more easily and in india around i think i'm not sure but 70 to 80% of the market is controlled by lccs indigo goair airasia mm-hmm. they are the ones controlling the a majority of the state and that's why when you look at it the aviation market in india is more inclined towards the lcc model not towards the fsc model and that is exactly why jet airways went down so now coming back to your question which is my most preferred airline so obviously like i said my loyalty now stands with vistara so my most preferred airline for domestic travel is vistara for international they have uh, convenient partners like singapore airlines i think they just recently added united and it's a growing airline so i'm sure 2 to 3 years down the line they'll have a robust uh, partner network so that should sort my international travel as well as far as uh, lcc is concerned i would say my best choice would be indigo because indigo has standardized service all across their aircrafts on all routes it's standardized i know how indigo works mm-hmm. and uh, it's i really hate their seats indigo it i would say they don't even have seat it's like a <laughs> in hindi we call that metal patra uh-huh. <laughs> that means a metal sheet uh-huh. that's what we sit on but considering that flights are not more than 2 to 3 hours in india mm-hmm. i'll be fine with it like i wouldn't crib about it mm-hmm. and uh, i like indigo because usually they are the most punctual correct technically Unlike going by, going by stats <laughs> goair is the most punctual one but i would still prefer indigo because they have a larger network it's easier to connect from city a to b to c mm. 
and otherwise also there's nothing actually special about indigo like <laughs> go air indigo airisha literally the same they don't really offer anything different shoot i'm so sorry <laughs> i forgot spicejet in the whole lcc topic <laughs> i'm sorry even spicejet is an lcc yeah. and i've flown them a couple of times and i don't prefer flying spicejet because of their sporty safety record <laughs> and uh, their pilots really crash the planes on the runway <laughs> like i've taken what eight or nine flights up till now and just one of them wasn't just bumped wow. onto the runway also my planes are always late so that's something and spicejet aircrafts are not well maintained from the in- inside as well seats are broken armchairs are not working there's a lot of bad things going on over there so i won't have spicejet as the first preference but <laughs> if i don't have a choice i wouldn't actually even mind going them like i don't really mind flying any airline in india yeah. except for air india i try my best to avoid it <laughs> why any specific reason So so the thing is I'll tell you an incident. Uh I was coming from Delhi to Mumbai once on a Vistara flight and uh, Mumbai was experiencing very heavy heavy rainfalls. And uh, we tried to approach Mumbai but we had to abort it and we were transferred to Ahmedabad. We reached Ahmedabad at around 1 o'clock at night and we were in the aircraft for 3 hours hoping that Mumbai runway route opens up but it didn't. So they they boarded us at Ahmedabad took us to five star hotels. kept us over there for 12 hours until the aircraft can get out of Ahmedabad exactly when they got approval to fly to Mumbai is when they checked us out it was super convenient and that experience you know just told me one thing that if i book with stara i can be hassle free i don't have to worry about anything mm-hmm. indigo folks who was stranded at the airport while just left at the airport for the next 12 to 16 hours so that is one reason why i prefer with stara with air india It's more like I don't like to fly to them because even if I complain, nobody's gonna listen to my complaint. That is my uh, point. Uh, even with SpiceJet, I had issues with my SpiceMax upgraded seat on a few flights with SpiceJet. I just messaged them and they were like, you know what, we'll give you a refund. That's fair. Hmm. I know Vistara will also follow the same same protocol. With Air India, I'm not even sure whether I'll get an email back. Because I had a few issues with uh, getting my miles credited on the Star Alliance network. Nobody has replied to my email for the last six months. Wow. I've sent around four to five emails. Nobody has gotten back to me. Oh my god! Their website is their website feels like 2005. <laughs> their online check-in never works for me. Wow. Never works for me. I don't know what they have against the name Shivam or am I on their no-fly list? <laughs> But I never, I can never check in online. And you know the whole lethargic government attitude that Air India has is what I don't like. Yeah, that's like that's really you know people joke that you know they have aunties as cabin crew. Honestly, I don't mind. I don't care about the age of the cabin crew. Even if it's an auntie, yeah. even if it's an old uncle, uh-huh. I just ask him, "Bhaiya, up bed jao, main kaam kar leta." But that's not my concern. My concern is that they don't have enough uh, superior management pressure, mm-hmm. senior management pressure. Mm-hmm. That's why they just don't perform. Like there have been cases where I'm just sitting on the tarmac inside the plane for three hours because What? the pilots three are hours. coming from Mumbai and their flight is delayed. So my question is, why the f <laughs> did you guys board us when your pilots aren't ready? Exactly. Oh my God! So you spent literally three hours inside the plane. Wow. Yup, three hours. Amazing. That's when I got furious. I started talking to the crew. 
I was standing in the middle of the aircraft and they threatened me that they will call the CISF on me. I was like, cool, go ahead, you're just giving me my next article. <laughs> What's the max that will happen? I can't fly Air India. I don't want to fly Air India any- anyways in the first place. <laughs> wow, that's that's something. And yeah, I, had, I did have a query, like, Jet Miles is now called, no, uh, Jet Airways. Jet Privilege is now yeah. called Intermiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what's the whole thing? Like, now it's not owned by Jet Airways. No, so no, no. What so, exactly the thing is, is uh, Jet Privilege, the whole program, was spun off as a different entity a few years back when Etihad invested in Jet. Not okay. a few years back, I think it was in 2013. Okay. When uh, Etihad acquired around 21 or 23 persons stake in Jet. That's when it was spun off. And Etihad has 51% stake in Jet Privilege and Jet Airways has 49%. Okay. So Jet Privilege as a program, as a separate independent company was always profitable. Oh, okay. It was never in losses. Even when Jet went down, they had a lot of cash just sitting with them because they are a profitable business. So what they are doing now is now that they don't have Jet Airways, their primary airline on which they were completely based, they've rebranded it to Intermiles and now they are acting more like a booking agent where the booking agent gives you loyalty points for booking it through them so oh, okay. yes so what happens now with intermiles is you just go to the, their side like you go to clear trip make my trip sky scanner whatever okay. just search up whichever flight you want and it will show you that if you buy this flight this is how many miles you learn and according to those miles you can also redeem a ticket using those miles mm-hmm. obviously earlier we used to consider one jp mile to be around one indian rupee mm-hmm. i would say that has now dropped to 0.1 or 0.25 wow. it doesn't really have as much worth that it used to have a jet airways mm-hmm. but it's still not a bad option if you buy your tickets yourself okay like rather than going with make my trip and giving a convenience fee it's better you just come to enter miles and pay a convenience fee at least you'll get the miles in return mm-hmm. and they are still having the tiers where you know if you book 10 flights or 20 or 40 flights a year you accordingly get a tier so when i was a jet, with jet privilege i was at silver tier and i'm still continuing that right now with enter miles so with that if i book a ticket via them they'll give me free complimentary meals and a couple of other things i think so that those are kind of loyalty benefits that you're getting back and considering that you know they also have a lot of credit card options hotel partners mm-hmm. it's really easy to earn miles collect them because i'm sure credit card yeah everyone swipes mm-hmm. like th- tens of thousands on it so background may in the background if you're just getting miles for literally not doing anything more i don't think that's a bad option all right let's take a quick coffee break Talking about which, now you can literally buy me one. Yeah, just check out the link in the description. Not only can you support the podcast, but also opt for a membership which provides additional benefits. What kind of benefits, you might ask? Well, you get access to a members-only Discord where we can game together with like-minded individuals. You might even recognize some familiar faces out there. You'll also get extra members-only content and you get to suggest guests and topics. And it's an ever-growing list of benefits. So if you like what you hear, just head over to buymeacoffee.com slash YATP. Yeah, it's that simple. Pick your poison and voila, you're done. And now that the coffee break is over, let's resume with the episode. So if now that we're talking about uh, frequent flyer programs, the, the most recommended one right now for me would be Club Vistara because uh, they've added up Access Bank as partner. So you can get a credit card easily and that also comes with complimentary tier benefits. So if you fly around a lot, I would say it's better to, you know, just 
select a network which suits you best because my travel is always Mumbai Delhi Delhi Bangalore or okay. Hyderabad and metro cities Vistara so is all those routes that's why i selected them but if you go to any other tier 2 or any other unconventional route then you can always go for intermiles okay. and if you travel international frequently mm-hmm. i would say just be loyal to one program or one alliance maybe one world star alliance or sky team whichever okay. airline suits you okay so as for someone who is completely i mean unaware of the trips tips and tricks suppose i want to book a flight today hmm. how should i approach it like is okay i have heard about this like some people say like suppose you have to fly in about one week's time right so you should wait till the last moment to book a ticket and like it's cheaper that uh, way yes so it's actually a gamble okay if you wait for the last moment there is a possibility that the flight itself might be overbooked hmm. or it's perfectly booked uh-huh and maybe even if a couple of seats are left the airline will not reduce their price okay they would want to charge you the premium for the last moment booking okay. okay so my recommendation for a one week flight is always just book it as soon as possible okay because the last moment funda doesn't really work okay how about this you have a vacation 6 months down the line right when should you book the tickets the sweet spot i would say is around 2 to 3 months before the vacation okay. because if you do it 6 months before the airline has a slight estimate of how the load will be mm-hmm. but it still doesn't have a very clear idea of how the bookings are going okay. so they will keep the fares raised enough okay the 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 fare which is comfortable for them okay and that's what will be there Uh, uh, around before 3 months it you know usually gets that you know they are now on the analyzing stage how much is the aircraft load and uh, if there isn't much demand the fares will drop and how should one book the tickets like should they opt for book uh, not book my show take <laughs> <laughs> my trip or clear trip, trip or something okay yeah. so my suggestion is always you know searching first on skyscanner mm-hmm. because skyscanner is like an aggregator of airline aggregators <laughs> so <laughs> what a surprise yeah. Oh, yeah so you can just have a slight idea over there that you know this is how my fare range or my segment should be and after that i would directly go to the airline's website check out what fare are they offering because i always recommend directly buying from the airline whenever possible any specific reason always. why so it's more like if i cancel my ticket today i have a ticket booked by a ABC. I don't want to pay for anyone. If I have a ticket booked by ABC, Travel. dot com, okay. and it's on Air India or Indigo or any airline, uh-huh. and if I want to cancel it, I'll have to talk to this third party person Correct. who's right in the middle. I can't talk directly to the airline. In a similar way, I would want the transparency to be there, like. You know, I've seen a lot of cases where the aggregator has just been like, you know, yeah, we've reached out to the airline. You'll get your refund in the next 15 days, and it doesn't show up for a month. Right. So it's better dealing with just one entity than dealing with two entities. Right. And other than that, a few airlines have these, uh, you know, uh, perks if you book with them directly. If you book your flight directly on Vistara.com, you'll get 250 miles just that way. Oh, interesting. And if you do it via any other aggregator, you won't get that. And I think Vistara. I just I think I saw this email yesterday. Uh-huh. If you fly four times with Vistara and you book your flight yourself, you'll get one thousand bonus miles. Hmm. Interesting. So these are offers that you need to look out for. Because people are mostly you know drawn towards the lower prices in apps, which 
that's the case right but, so see but they actually it's, add it's, up to it's not actually more. guaranteed whether the airline website will show you the lowest fare mm. it's not guaranteed an aggregator may have a better fare and if the difference is huge enough then i would say go with the aggregator it's Correct. okay but if the difference isn't huge enough and that then it doesn't really matter like just think about your convenience because you don't want to be wrecking your brains <laughs> true just to get your refund mm. since you're talking about vistara's uh, loyalty program what's the con- conversion like because i'm only aware of jet what is a very privilege. interesting question so because they uh, used to send like some x amount of miles on my birthday and i always used to redeem amazon gift card so <laughs> i'm not really sure what is the current vistara ka Vintage, uh, okay. because uh, I think they just changed it slightly a month or two back. Okay. But from the idea that I have, a Mumbai to Delhi flight will cost you around five thousand to six thousand CV points. Okay. I'm so sorry, I'm not really sure about this right now. Five thousand to six thousand is my best guess. It might be on the highest limit could be seven thousand five hundred. Okay. But I'll I'll surely check this out today because I need to update myself. <laughs> I remember once, uh, just like uh, in November, I had booked, a, I had redeemed my miles, and uh, that costed me five thousand. But after that, they've I think made a few changes, so it may have gone up. Oh, very noob question. Can you only redeem miles for flights, or can you also redeem it for any other? No, no, stuff? no. Club Vistara is restricted to miles. Okay. Jet Privilege gives you that option of you know getting something else, but yeah, yeah. honestly, I would never recommend you do that <laughs> because the value about it is like nothing. Zero point zero five rupee per mile. Correct. Like, I don't know what it costs, but I saw thousands of miles, and I'm getting a four GB pen drive. <laughs> like, no, dude, don't want it. <laughs> don't want a pen drive. As you being a AV geek, do you prefer to fly in economy or business? Oh, definitely business. <laughs> always, I mean, always business. You were thinking, Shimon, that's such a fucking dumb question. So yeah. see, I'm gonna be very honest. When I'm flying, I'm a very, very pretentious person. Mm-hmm. Like I'll try my best to get the one alpha seat <laughs> or the exit row seat, any special seat, mm-hmm. and I need priority boarding, mm-hmm. priority check-in. Mm-hmm. That's like. Right now, if I'm flying, I need it. That's why I always, you know, tell companies, please don't give Indigo. Please give me Vistara. I have privileges over there. But <laughs> just kidding. But uh, that's how I am. I'm, I'm a very obnoxious flyer. I <laughs> are you one of those who just get up after the flight? Like, oh, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Like in that way, I would say I'm a very understanding flyer. I'll always follow the queue and always follow the protocols. But. It's more like I'm very particular about what I want when I'm flying. Okay. Like it's all right if you put me in a rickshaw on a tricycle or a car or mm. a, even a truck I'm fine <laughs> with it but if it's a plane I need it to be 100% perfect. Oh okay. So do you prefer like window seat, aisle seat? Well, I'm not uh, not, not, not going to count so the middle seat. I've had 131 flights till now, lifetime flights. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm pretty sure around 110, 115 of them have been on the window seat. Oh, nice. I kind of prefer the aisle seat. I don't know why, but it feels. I see a lot of pre- people prefer aisle seat because if you want to go to the restroom, you don't have it's, to. It's not the because of room. that. It's just like I I feel like I have more space, oh. although I don't. That's true, but it's like I prefer the effect. window seat because I always want to stare out of the window, <laughs> just see whatever's. I really can't see anything or even spot anyone on the ground, but. It's still really fun to see, and you know I'm I have this judgment scale while landing. <laughs> कि in Hindi we would say कितना पटकेगा, how much will he bank? According to that, out of context that sounds really bad. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah that is in context to like how hard how, the how hard will the plane hit the on the ground <laughs> which is the worst offender of this phenomenon it's Spice the jet? it's the masala airline <laughs> i don't want to name them right now because they have this tendency of putting trolls behind my back <laughs> This, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, SpiceJet, not just me, a lot of other journalists and people who have been vocal about SpiceJet's uh, safety record and poor service, if they see that we are like journalists or something, they'll just unleash a group of trolls behind us. Wow. And they'll just be commenting, ah, ha, 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 ha. you call yourself a journalist, you are paid by Vistara. <laughs> well, I wish. <laughs> I am always like I wish bro yeah, no. Sanjeev give me my money Vistara <laughs> if you're listening Sanjeev used to be the COO not COO CSCO of Vistara ex CSCO and he's like my mentor for the aviation industry wow it's very inspiring so that's so really nice okay how about some international flights okay so what kind of planes do you get in international flights like okay that's a really good question like the majority of so yeah flights. so i've already you know told you how the indian narrow body aircraft mm. look like narrow bodies are like single aisle yeah three, three. three by three yeah that's usually a narrow body and a wide body is more like three by four by three three mm. by three by three two by four by two mm. whatever it depends on the aircraft so on the international routes the most commonly found uh, huge aircraft would be the triple seven boeing triple seven uh it, ha- it also has a lot of variants like 200 300 300 er 200 lr er stands for extended range and lr stands for long range i don't know how the two of them are <laughs> different but i was about to ask like what's the difference between er and so LR? they do have a uh, difference in their uh what do we say uh range but i don't remember what they are what the two of their ranges were any which ways they can easily carry around 300 passengers more than 300 passengers easily in a two or three class cabin and uh, that's the most commonly one found one because you know it's a twin engine aircraft mm. so it's more power efficient against a four engine aircraft like a boeing 747 because even though it can carry more people ultimately efficiency is offered by two engines not four okay so that's why you know you see a lot of airlines and modern aircraft designs completely shifting towards twin engine design and that is exactly why the a380 was a failure it was too huge and with a huge aircraft like that i can deploy this aircraft on a mumbai london route or a london new york route but i can't easily put this aircraft on maybe cochin london or maybe ahmedabad london i can swap the aircraft because there's not that much demand and after the failure of the A380 is when airlines started developing a wide body aircraft that's not too huge and not too small mm. it's like right in the center the sweet spot and boeing came up with the 787 air india has i think more than 2787s they are called the dreamliner mm. beautiful planes <laughs> beautiful planes the wings are built out of uh, what do we say shoot i forgot what do we say that composite material oh, okay. they are built out of composite material it's not aluminum and the wings are naturally so curved <laughs> oh god how do i describe that the engines are brand new they make a lot less noise and uh, the window tints there is no flap to close the window oh it has a tint oh. with which you open with a button and it starts getting darker or lighter nice it's a really crazy aircraft and i'm really disappointed that air india has a 787 because it's a disrespect for the 787 
Wow. Shots Other fired. than that, Airbus also has a competing product. It's called the A350. Oh my god. I jokingly call it the eyeliner. <laughs> the dreamliner and the uh, eyeliner because its uh, cockpit windows are tinted black. Oh. So you can literally figure out that aircraft. If you look at it, it's very easy to figure out, ah, that's the A350. Mm. Like, I can just look at the window tint and tell you it's the A350. Oh, Even their engine, the A350 is the most silent plane I've ever been on. Mm. Interesting. Like, it's, like it, it feels like it doesn't have engines. Oh. There are no vibrations, there's no noise at all. <laughs> and Singapore Airlines has the A3, A350, that's where I flew, that's what I flew on. And, man. The kind of job, the amazing job that they've done with the in-flight entertainment, the seats. I don't mind shifting to an A3, A50 for the rest of my life. <laughs> like, I'll cargo hold mein jaga de. So, I'll stay there for the next two years. It also has Wi-Fi. Wow. So, I can also send my articles out. <laughs> what else do you need? Wait, um, considering all the large format planes, what's your preferred... Um, design or say size like three, three, so three. I find uh, the triple seven to be very big mm. but it's also roomy okay. but there's just a lot of people filled in a small oh. cabin okay. the A380 is the same A380 is a wonderful aircraft trust me it's an engineering marvel but I don't really like it because it just looks ugly I feel <laughs> no offense but it just looks ugly uh, the top two aircrafts that I would prefer, uh, aircraft <laughs> that I would prefer, is uh, the A380. Is the 747, okay. the queen of the sky, the original queen of the sky, and secondly would be A350. Yeah, so A350 is like my favorite thing. <laughs> like I said, you want to own a plane. What kind of plane would you buy? Like, yeah, of course, you won't buy a commercial plane. Yeah, like so I, you know, plane. I actually don't know. It depends on how much I've been able to earn. I don't mind buying a $100,000 40-year-old Cessna 172. It's like a single-engine plane. With a propeller? Yeah, it's okay. a propeller. Okay. The engine is located on the nose uh -huh. and it can carry around four people. I don't mind if I get that. I don't mind if I get a Gulfstream business jet for myself. And I don't even care if I start my own airline and have like <laughs> tens of hundreds of Boeings and Airbus everywhere. It's like... I don't really care about the aircraft as far as flying is concerned. Hypothetically speaking, suppose you start your own airline. Hmm. The like few points that you would make sure, like if I'm going to have my own airline, these are the salient points which should in be India. There. Anywhere. Okay, anyway, let, let's start. Let's with start India. with India. Okay. So if I start an airline in India, I can be very sure to you, I'm gonna be like Indigo. <laughs> it's the smartest airline in India. I will definitely not be a full service carrier because there's not enough demand in this market. Uh, also, LCC can fly well, but you know what? It's now literally impossible to start an airline in India. <laughs> we don't have the infrastructure, we don't have the slots, we don't have that space to accommodate an another airline. Because if you look at the industry right now, it's already the supply is much more than the demand. That's why airfares you are dirt cheap. Trust mm. me, dude, they are dirt cheap. I booked a Mumbai Hyderabad Hyderabad Mumbai flight on Vistara <laughs> for twenty eight hundred. That's cheap. In the Philippines, one hour flight costed me around 8,000 Indian rupees and that... The fuck? <laughs> so, you get my point, right? That there's too much demand, there's too much supply in the market right now, but if I'm gonna ever start my airline, 
unless our government loosens upon taxation and regulatory requirements, I'm not going to start an airline here. <laughs> Definitely not. If it has to happen, it may be in some African country, I would say, because I see a lot of economical growth in Africa. Mm. Uh, just have a look at Rwanda. I don't know how you pronounce it. It's R W A N D A. I usually say Rwanda, but that country is being expected to be Africa Singapore. Oh. And even if you look at Ethiopian Airlines, man, they've been done amazing job with the kind of aircraft they've acquired like they are going somewhere that's for sure that airline is connecting uh, mumbai i think even delhi i'm not sure about delhi but mumbai for sure and a lot of times when i'm searching for tickets to south africa or somewhere i'll always find ethiopian airlines so i find africa to be the next big market europe is saturated us is <laughs> i don't want to describe that russia is too hard for an outsider uh-huh. it's it's near impossible for an outsider southeast asia already has really good airlines like air asia lion air philippine airs philippine airlines uh, lion air batik air there's a lot of them so i don't even see scope over there but africa would be my next bet even for the internet for the technology folks out there africa is where you should be oh why is that It's an untapped market dude. So oh, I'll tell you something. You know company stock, the investor pitches that I've seen so far have been like, you know, India has 1.3 billion people, there's so much scope for growth, this and that. I'm like, our internet rates have been the cheapest correct since 2016. You know how AdSense <laughs> earnings are. Like even if they're browsing, even if they're watching 100 videos, they're not buying stuff. Exactly. They're not spending it back to the internet. So India could be a market it definitely is a market uh-huh. but not right now i think we have a very small online e-commerce based user base oh you think it's small compared to the offline one yes it's much smaller that's why man come on how do we even oppo get market share <laughs> true offline i can't even markets. find their phones online <laughs> You go to any shop, they'll just be like, "Sir, keep iPhone aside. Check out Vivo. It has, it has a 64 megapixel camera. The iPhone is 12." Man. Wow. So, considering uh, international airlines, mm-hmm. like you said in India, your topic would be Vistara. But as compared to like Indian airline, I mean international, international. airlines. International. So, if I'm going to the Southeast Asia, mm-hmm. my first preference is always Singapore Airlines because they are kind of a stakeholder, not kind of, they, they, they are, are a stakeholder in Vistara. They are FSC as well? They are FSC, yeah, yeah. Okay. Singapore Airlines is an FSC, it's an excellent FSC. So, while I was coming, while I was coming back from uh, Singapore to Manila, it was a Friday evening and I was completely in the mood of, you know, party. <laughs> and the whole flight was empty uh-huh. there were barely 30 people in a 777 economy wow so i just went back to the cruise stood there for 2 hours and i'm just talking to them <laughs> they're like so friendly so open to everything wow and the kind of insights i got so i tell you i'm not supposed to say this out loud i won't say the cabin crew name or the flight number or anything but he showed me the bunk beds uh-huh. that are located on the 777 where the pilots and the crew can go and rest hmm they're located on the upper uh, upper top and he showed me that he's not really uh, allowed to show me that so <laughs> no harm done no harm done. he also showed me where the cargo door is wow. how you can get from the ca- passenger cabin to the cargo door he just told me so i can't open it for you <laughs> i'm like cool dude <laughs> it's not like i'm going to steal some cargo but still 
now that we are talking about the internet i just remember i used wifi for the first time uh-huh. when i was going from mumbai to singapore okay. on board a flight it was the How a380 buddy i can't describe that feeling like okay i'll just put it down in words imagine i'm sitting with a supercomputer in my hand this uh-huh. is literally you True. can call a phone a supercomputer it can True. literally do anything i have a supercomputer in my hand it is sending out signals to a radome r a d o m e a radome is like a dome which you will see on the top of aircrafts that radome has the antenna and the router so my messages from my phone are going to the radome the radome is communicating with satellites which are like hundreds maybe not thousands of kilometers above us and it's not just one there's at least three to four around so that there's triangulation as well as ease of connectivity and that satellite is bouncing off my ones and zeros a bunch a lot of ones and zeros down to earth there's some, a receiving station somewhere that thing is taking up my ones and zeros putting it in a cable and sending it across the atlantic to us that's where i'm using instagram facebook the primary servers are and the whole process is being repeated again <laughs> Can you imagine the engineering behind this? Like you're at thirty thousand, thirty-five, forty thousand feet, cruising at nine hundred kilometers per hour, and still exchanging ones and zeros. That's pretty fascinating. So how much was the speed? I mean, I can't imagine that like, it's so super fast. So I actually am a very good cheapo. So I went with the cheapest plan available on Singapore Airlines. It was like four dollars for thirty MB, uh-huh. and it was restricted to chatting only. So that's what they call the plan. It's the chatting plan. Okay. If you want streaming or something, you can go for the ten dollars or fifteen dollar plan. But yes, I'm a cheapo. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I went with the cheapest one. We, we all but, are cheapo. But so I just texted my mom. I'm like, mom, I'm, I'm, I'm at forty thousand feet and I'm texting you. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you must have tried some other apps as well. Okay, I'm in chatting uh, steer, but I will still use Instagram and see if it works. I it didn't work. Oh. It didn't work. So what I'm assuming is they have a firewall of firewall or something that only limits you to chatting apps because I could use Messenger, WhatsApp, even iMessage, but uh, no Instagram. You I can't even load a normal HTML one KB file on the browser. Wow. So is it like uh, linked to only one device? Like per device, you have to pay four dollars oh, or I'm sorry, but I didn't really check that. <laughs> so you only connected like your iPhone. Yeah, I just then. connected my iPhone. Yeah. Ah, interesting. Like the whole feeling that I'm even able to send one message, message was <laughs> fine. Like that's where my four dollars were hundred percent worth it. And you know, I'm actually personally very glad we don't have in-flight Wi-Fi in India uh-huh. because you know I do the Mumbai Delhi trips too often, and those two hours are like. Off time for me, like nobody in this world can disturb me. I am way above you, <laughs> literally, quite literally. <laughs> I don't know, man. I I don't want Wi-Fi. I don't want it. Right now. You just so what? What do you do usually? Like, do you sleep or do you? Watch I cannot movies? sleep on flights. Uh-huh. Uh, even if I do, it will be really dynamic. Like every five minutes, I'll get up. Okay. I can't really sleep on flights, even if it's a long eight-hour. Ten hour flight, okay. I can't sleep on them. So, what's the longest flight you've ever longest been? Longest flight I've been on has been, I think, uh, nine hours, Mumbai, okay. London, and then I went from London to Dallas, Fort Worth. So that must be another nine to ten hours. Okay. That's the longest. I think. I think some day soon for CES or something, <laughs> I'll fly via Air India or United, Delhi to SFO uh, or Delhi to New York, Newark. Uh, 
mine was i guess 8 hours i went from delhi to taipei ah i slept thrice and still like flight khatam nahi hui what is this so uh, in flight what i'm doing is watching movies or just listening to music or maybe reading a book checking out the in flight magazine so you know i just find a find something and uh, if it's a long haul flight and a wide body then what i usually do is after the meal service is over after an hour i just go back to the aircraft go to the back of the aircraft and just start talking to the cabin crew so usually they're like up for conversation or it do, do, do they the like airline, the it truly depends on the airline and the staff because in india i've never i've tried this but <laughs> in india it doesn't work i'll be very honest in india it doesn't work because our flights are too short and even if they are international the crew is just not that I think it's an Indian thing. Yeah, like <laughs> I don't know why. Like I've spoken to a lot of pilots, and they've been very open about it, but not the cabin crew of India. I've been on Singapore Airlines, British Airways, uh, Malaysia Airlines, and I've always went to the back and you know just grab someone and just started talking to them, like whatever. Tell me about your country. Tell me about your culture. Whatever you can tell me, just tell me. I'm fine. But not. Really happening in India. I think Indians get annoyed. Like, why wasting my time? Go back to your yeah, seat. I wouldn't say that. So, this is a kind of a difficult thing to say. But you know that majority of the cabin crew in India are female, and you also know. Yes, I know where this is heading. You know where this is heading. So <laughs> I don't really blame them for their behavior. Correct. It's all right. It's just I would say it's just a cultural difference. Right. So I try to get. The most when I'm outside of the country. <laughs> This is what I experienced. Like when I was going to Europe, I flew via Finnair, mm-hmm. and the crew was so nice, super nice. You could easily talk to them. Yeah. Have a Even they were just asking some quite random Dude, questions. So the best thing was when I was coming back from Singapore to Mumbai. I just told the cabin crew, I was like, "Bro, this is a Friday evening. I'm <laughs> flying back to the shittiest." Country. I love my country, but I still find it to be the shittiest country. I'm sorry, but I'm flying back to the shittiest country after a really nice vacation. So keep the drinks bringing. And he was so on point with it. Yeah, the alcohol on uh, international flights are amazing. Though honestly, I would say don't just don't drink on flights. Why? The pressure really messes up your brain. Oh, is it? I, I just. It really makes you more. Drunk, drunk, makes you more sleepy, and it's risky if it, if you just have a five to six hour flight because then you don't really get to cool off, and when you get off the plane and you have to go through customs and immigrations, your brain is just like beating all around. So I would just say my recommendation would be don't get drunk on flights or before flights. Where can people find you on the internet? So I'm on Instagram, but it's a private profile. So I would actually <laughs> prefer if you message me on Twitter. Uh, it's at the rate Shivam Bahia, A C H I V A M B A H I A, and uh, otherwise just ping me on Twitter or search me up on Facebook. There's just one Shivam Bahia on this planet, <laughs> so you can also Google me. <laughs> That's the thing with unique names. Like you don't mm. get many Shivandas. I'm there. so happy I have a shitty name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy. Hey, at least you don't deal with misspells and mispronunciations. Oh yes, that, no, that's no, no, my no. life. So when I was in the Philippines, it's really hard for them to pronounce Shivam. Uh, so they'll be Shivam, Shivam. <laughs> I like just chill, dude. Just call me shit. <laughs> it's fine. Alright, man. It was really fun talking to you. 
Same here, mate. I I hope I contributed a lot of aviation stuff to your otherwise technology channel. Very fascinating. I mean, aviation is technology, right? Aviation is technology. Yeah, like this is how I cover up or give a justification. I'll see you on the internet. Sure. Same here, mate. Bye bye. Alright folks, that's all for this episode. I hope you liked it. And if you did, like, share, subscribe, do your thing. And if you have any questions, just head over to Twitter. As usual, all the usernames and links will be in the show notes in the description below. And as always, thank you for listening and I'll see you in the next episode.